Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am joined by Jonathan. Hey, hey y'all. And Daniel. Hello. You'll notice Jonathan's got that nice new mic, sounds silky smooth. Mm -hmm. That's because of you guys supporting us. We appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Next person getting an upgrade is Daniel. If you guys are watching the stream, you'll notice he has a lot of bare walls, and we're going to fancy those up with some uh, soundproof and foam. (laughs) That's a nice TV you got there, Daniel. Is that new? Yeah. uh, No, actually, I bought it last year. Really he to. stole it off a truck. He's just not saying it out loud. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. uh, All right, Daniel, what fine. are you watching on that new TV of yours that you stole off a truck? Uh, right now, watching, uh, still watching uh, WandaVision and then uh, re-watching uh, Inuyasha, the anime. Oh, wow. Classic. That is classic. Yeah. And I finished uh, Supernatural again. I re-watched every episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what about playing? What have you been playing? Playing, honestly, haven't been playing too much. Uh, a little while, a little Call of Duty. Just haven't had the time because of work. I feel you. I feel you. John, what about you, man? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? Oh, man. So I've been watching Star Trek, obviously. I watch that. That's the, the show I put on the background all the time to just <laughs> naturally absorb it. Uh, I started, and you're going to be proud of me, I started watching Arrested Development. I'm very uh, proud of you. That's great. Yeah. The guys from that started a podcast. It's really good. I love it. If you guys, you know finished listening to all of our episodes go ahead and check out uh smart lists really awesome smart list uh, yeah uh what are the three guys can you name the three guys that are on that show for everybody uh sean hayes jason bateman and will arnett great and they have I mean, on... it's great team right there that's such a yeah. good three and they bring on some of the best like guests to uh just mostly celebrities or you know uh masters of their field whatever they study and stuff like that. so yeah they're they're really great uh, so because of that, I've wanted to watch Rest of Development, and I've watched the first two seasons of Ozarks, but I didn't watch season three. Oh, so season three, very good. Yeah, listen to Jason Bateman all the time. I'm like, damn, I gotta watch, you know, season three of that too. So that's on my to do list. Haven't started watching it yet, but uh, other than that, I've still been. I ha- I haven't played much this week, but I uh, have been playing, trying to finish Assassin's Creed Origins to have it ready for our uh, level up review. So I'm gonna yeah. wipe that out in the next week or so. While we haven't even recorded it yet, I'm going to tell everybody that that's coming out at the end of this month because that's my prediction Damn, of when we'll be done is, recording it. That is locked in. We have a very busy month for you guys, and there's some pre-recording stuff going on and stuff like that because of events that are going down, and we just need to kind of get things socked away. So, But a lot of cool stuff coming your way. Uh, we have like a live stream event coming up later this month and stuff like that. It's going to be really fun. So um, myself playing and watching. Uh, what have I been watching? <laughs> I didn't think about that. I've been playing a lot of Shadow of Mordor, or Shadow of War, actually, uh, the Middle Earth game. Uh, streaming that, I've been doing a day-by-day stream on that, so that's pretty fun, where I do, like, day one, this is what we got done, day two, this is what we got done. Uh, that's been really good. I was like, well, I've got a lot of games to play that are part of, like, Level Up, because we have the next two Level Ups booked, and I'm playing games for those. But it's like, I kind of just need a game that I can just play and not really think about it, because I've already beaten it a few times, and so that's what Shadow of War is, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, I've been watching, uh, of course, WandaVision, which is just, I-, I cannot believe how good that show is. And I, I keep thinking it like, is. man, this is the best episode yet. And then the next episode comes out and I'm like, oh, I got to adjust everything. Cause this is now the best episode yet. Uh, it's really, really good. So that's been a lot of fun. And then I- I've been finishing up Daredevil and kind of just checking out. I've been watching a lot of like sitcoms, which has been kind of nice to kind of reset the brain and not have to focus on like the fine details of like, say a Game of Thrones type show or whatever like that. So it's been kind of nice. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into our news. First off, I forgot we have some little tidbits that came in at last second. 
E3 is going online this year. Unfortunate for us. We were looking forward to going. But yeah, best for um, everybody in general. They are still gathering presenters, so we don't necessarily know who's going to be there. Uh, this is going to be the unique challenge because it costs... Oh, we know. Oh, we don't say we don't know the exact number. We do know from outside sources, so this might not be reliable. I don't want E3 coming at us because um, we love you guys. That uh, it costs a little over a hundred thousand dollars to be a presenter there. So if like you are Xbox, it costs you a little over a hundred thousand dollars to present there. Um, and after 2020, a lot of people learned how to do their own events. So we will see what the effect of that is on E3. Um, during the E3 presentation, whatever it may be in whatever form, we will be doing the live events. We're going to be uh, streaming it live here, our reactions to everything. We'll do reaction podcasts afterwards. We did that for a lot of things in 2020, and we've learned to get better and better over time. So we're going to be doing that, and it's going to be really fun. Um, and we'll be doing giveaways because that's something that we're, we're going to be trying to do more and more this year as well, doing giveaways. We have a giveaway coming up later on. Uh, like I think it's 10. No, it's even less than that. I think it's like seven more episodes until we hit 200 episodes, which just blows my mind. So during that, we're going to be doing some cool new giveaways uh for t-shirts and stuff like that we know you guys like those t-shirts and stickers uh okay next thing that came in at the last second here keanu reeves has been approached to play craven the hunter a lot of people wanted carl urban for that instead so keanu reeves in the in the marvel universe is there anybody else you guys want i know this is all top of the head it's not part of the notes because this just came in today uh is there anybody in the marvel universe that you guys would want keanu reeves to play jonathan let's start with you um, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I wish I had somebody good for him. He is a great actor, but we have, I mean, a lot of great roles already filled. So I, I don't think I couldn't find a good place for him. Right. Yeah. He has this, he has this thing where he has like the, the mask, like the, he has kind of a blank face for a lot of things, uh, which would make him a great punisher or something like that. Um, it's, it's a little tricky. I don't know what he could play. Yeah. Uh, to me, I mean, they have him set up as Craven and Craven is good, but people wanted Carl Urban. Uh, for you guys who aren't familiar with Carl Urban, he's from The Boys. He's um, the butcher from The Boys, so he kind of give you an idea who he is. Um, yeah, Daniel, do you have any idea who you can who he could play in the MCU? Uh, not really. The only thing I'm thinking is like, like Deadshot, but can't really do Deadshot. Deadshot. I'm just thinking oh, like yeah, John Wick. I'm, yeah, you basically want to be John Wick. Wick at him. Yeah, yeah, I want John Wick. That's what I want. <laughs> that's not, and that's not a bad. I mean, I mean, I would say like like Punisher, right? Because if he could play Punisher, that would be basically your John Wick right there. But even Punisher is yeah. a little bit more like beefy, you know, than than Wick is, or than I keep saying Wick, Keanu Reeves. Um, so I don't know if he could play that. It would have to be somebody like that, though. I don't know. I just don't want him to play Craven. I don't think he's good for Craven because Craven is beefier. He's, I mean, Carl Urban is really a perfect guy for it. I don't see why it couldn't be him. And he's cheaper. Craven will only be probably in one, maybe two movies. So you don't necessarily want to waste such a good actor on that, too. You don't want to waste such a big name. And Carl Urban's like right in that sweet spot to be that that character. Could you see him as like Jonah Hex? Oh, Daniel, what a good idea. Jonah Hex is I'm, in the I'm, DC I'm, universe, though, but still. Uh, not Mar uh, Yeah, I know, but I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. I can't really think Marvel. I can only think like Jonah Hex. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, just, that is a good idea. And we could use a really good Jonah Hex movie because we had that one that was like, okay, let's all forget about that. But we could use a really good one. All right, let's go ahead and get into our prepared notes, things that you guys have not springed on yet the last minute here. George R. R. Martin, he's released his update. He does a yearly update to kind of let people know uh, how things are going with his writing process. 
We've all been patiently waiting for Winds of Winter, which is the next book. For you guys who are not familiar with the books, Winds of Winter takes place, to get you an idea compared to the show, uh, after Jon Snow dies. Shows how far back it is in the actual show's storyline. So that's what we're waiting for right now. Uh, the book's been delayed multiple times, uh, and he's just been going past these like deadlines, these presumed deadlines this entire time. And uh, and it's been getting worse because the show's done. People are really wanting to see if he changes anything. So my first question for you guys is, would he change... Jonathan, this is mostly for you because I think you, you have a really good idea on this one. Do you think he would change anything now that the, the project's done? Because he can't, like, he can't change the ending. So what would he change? So yes, definitely. I can't wait to see how he writes this. And I really do hope he changes it because... In his books, he elaborates so much more. There's there's entire avenues and stories that we don't see in the TV show that that make such deeper and more meaningful character development. Uh, yeah. So when you see a character die off, it means so much more to you if you actually read the books and know the the deeper story behind them, uh, or just their their reactions, how they act with other people. I mean, you 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 feel. I mean, it's just a different character. Uh, so. I, I I do hope it is uh, vastly different. I know it has to all come back to the same ending, uh, more or less, because his agreement with uh, HBO. But I'm hoping, yeah, mm-hmm. he he takes the long road and makes a, a different story arc for for some deeper, more meaningful character development. So, of the characters that we know of from the actual TV show, do you want there to be any different thing that happens to them, like maybe the Hound or something like that? Because the hound is still presumed dead, but we have a hint that he's alive. And the in the show, he confirms comes back and helps out. Do you think he should come back in the books or or something like that? I mean, I think that would be great. I think he's a big, you know, fan favorite. And in the books, I know he's a he's written to be more of a gentle giant kind of character. I think he's he's a better yeah. person in the books than in the books. He's like retired peacefully, and you're like, okay, we'll have a good day. Bye. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So I I I think that would be great. I, we're past the point where we could bring back Lady Stoneheart, right? Okay, uh, so uh, Lady Stoneheart is active in the books. In the show, he, she was never used. So that, that'll that be my next question here is, is uh, what part of the books would you are you looking forward to the most? What character? So let's go over that. Lady Stoneheart, uh, what do you want to see happen with her? Um, I, I should have written the whole story out ahead of time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I want to see her come back and lead... Um, it's hard. I mean, she needs to try to bring her family back together. Right. I know they kind of had this this draw to naturally because they're you know the wolves come together in the winter. Um, they kind of had this pack mentality to all come back to Winterfell when things got tough. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice to see that she is the one kind of calling her family back together and bringing you know bringing the pack together as the kind of leader of the pack or the the you know the mother of the family kind of thing. Uh, it's funny that we have such different ideas on what we want for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, for you guys who aren't familiar, uh, that's Catelyn Stark coming back to coming back to life after she was killed um, by um, uh, what's his name? It's the Lightning Lord. I can't remember his regular name. Uh, well, it's gonna drive me nuts. What's that? Vorik or Orc? No, it's it's like Varric or something like that. But I think it's yeah, Lord Varric. Yeah, is that it? Okay. So uh, yeah, so she's alive and stuff like that. And what I actually want for her to be is like this villain that. Arya has to kill off or somebody has to kill off that didn't quite like her 100%, which would be Jon Snow 100%. Jon Snow would be the one that would, for that sense, because I want it to be that she's corrupt now because coming back to life, I wanted to bring out the worst in you, not necessarily the best in you. 
and she really can't talk much because her throat was slit at, at the red wedding and stuff. So it'd be really cool if she's like this haunting character that um that now is like it's like the pet cemetery thing. Like it, they don't come back as you kind of thing. Where she's back and she's got the worst parts of Catelyn Stark, which is always super jealous of Jon Snow because it was proof of, of her, well to her proof that Ned had cheated on her. So if she's like out to kill Jon Snow or some shit like that, I, I know right now her big thing she's just hunting down Lannisters. But it would be so cool if they could like lean in on her horror story kind of thing, you know? You're a lot better writer than I am. <laughs> well, just an idea, you know. No, yeah, that would be really good. And the to think of the concept like being resurrected from the dead as she was, the brain was returned, but the heart never did. So yeah. she Ooh. doesn't have human like emotion that. like you know she should. She just has that raw like I have to do this. I have yeah. you know just a vengeance to fulfill kind of thing. I only have one purpose that I was brought back for, and yeah, that's. I like that. I like that idea. Other That's things from the book that I really want to get more into. Mance Raider is such a great character. And mm-hmm. he's right now in the books, he's infiltrating Winterfell, uh, pretending to be a singer. And and then uh, Ned, or, I'm sorry, uh, John just got the pink letter, which made him like, I have to go down and defend Winterfell. And everybody believes that the pink letter is from Bolton. Like That's like the face value of it. I want it to be found out, and this is kind of a fan theory going out there, that it's actually Mance Raider that sets it down to try to mess with Jon Snow and get and to get him down here and kind of like throw him off. So I want there to be like this thing where Mance Raider is this mastermind because he's such a great character that's just not used well enough in the show. Great actor, but not, not used enough. Um, something like that. And then, of course, my favorite character that's not used is Victarion, who is one of the Greyjoys. And my favorite fact about him, and I've mentioned it on the podcast, I had to have, he wears a full set of armor while he's sailing. And when it, what golden, he does... Right? I don't think it's golden, but it is like, because they're all about iron and I actually don't like when people wear gold because it's like, oh, you're fashion. You, you didn't earn it. You got to earn it by taking mm-hmm. it off of somebody else. I what I love you. is instead of like big ship battles with cannons or any like, like classics, you, they just get the ships close to each other and he jumps from one ship to another in full set of armor, which means that if he misses, he dies. And he gets on there and the other guy's like, we just wear a sword and like shirts and pants. <laughs> and so he just rips <laughs> through crews in a full set of armor and beats the shit out of people. And currently in the book, he has a red witch with them. And something happened to his arm. He's like bleeding, whatever. I can't remember exactly what happened. But now it's like all molten with flames and like crusting over. Like if like like when lava cools, you can see like there's like still hot lava underneath it. That's his arm mm-hmm. right now. He has one arm that's that way. And it's just and he's out to like kill, to go find Daenerys and kill his brother because his, his brother cheated on his wife or with his wife. And it's all kinds of cool shit. He is a badass character that's not touched. So I really hope that we get more of him. Really lean in on the characters that we don't have access to in the show. Really good. Yeah, I remember in the in the show there was one good actor. I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. He was <laughs> one of my one of my favorite actors at the time too, and I was excited to see. Oh yeah, he's totally going to be in the show. And then they killed him off. He was on Death Race. Uh, I can't remember what else he was on. Death Race, um, boy, that's a deep dive right there. Right, I know. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm just picturing picturing his character in that, but he was in a lot yeah, of better. Ian McShane. That's it, Ian McShane. <laughs> yeah. He's he has that like deep, like amazing voice, yeah. and his character was you know a nice guy and everything, but they just he didn't really go very far. Just kind of died off, and I know it was I think it was part of the Hounds. Uh, yeah, he's, story he's arc, a very but... minor character in the books, though. Oh, okay, I wish they yeah. just I mean forget the characters, the actor that's so amazing. I wish they you know yeah. cast him better or you know write him into a better role, but but yeah, that, that would have been cool. Yeah. Out of the out of the journal that the George R. R. Martin released this year, he stated that he got a lot of lot of work done on Winds of Winter. He says he's written hundreds of pages over the last year, 
A lot of that's due to isolation and just kind of cooped in at the house, which is good. Stay home and do your job, Martin. But, um, you know, that's because he's always going to conventions and living his life. It's like, come on, dude. I know you're rich and famous now, but just do your job. It's funny because this guy's made good money from HBO. But when you see his house, it's like a modest home in the middle of like an Arizona neighborhood. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just funny that he's, you know. But yeah, he's got a lot of work done. He says he still has a couple hundred more pages to go, but he feels like it'll be done in 2021. He says he doesn't want to make any promises because, in a quote from him, which I don't think I have here, uh, is he doesn't want to make any promises because some assholes online will say he's got deadlines and stuff like that. And so he doesn't want to make any promises because he knows that people will make it, make it a guaranteed thing. Yeah. Um, Daniel, have you been, have you watched much more of the of Walking Dead? I'm not Walking Dead. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh my god! How is your Walking Dead game going? <laughs> no, Game of Thrones. No, I have not. Uh, like I said, I've seen that f- first two episodes, yeah. and I didn't really like it. I need to give it a shot. Everybody loves it. Uh, My challenge for you, finish season one without crying, and if, if you don't cry or, or fall in love with, with somebody or, or feel dedicated after that, then throw it all away. But if you could finish season one without feeling like you have to watch it all, then that's fine. I raised the bet. Hold on, I raised the bet here. Mm-hmm. If Daniel could watch season one without crying, guys, and he has to be honest, and I think he will, if you can watch it without crying, I'll buy him a case of beer. That's uh, for me, uh, honestly, like movies, it's like I sad movies. I don't really cry. Bull- I don't know why. Shit. Bull- right <laughs> and I'm one of those uh, one of those people that um, I like that main character. And if like season one, I already know what happens. Yeah. If that main character of season one dies. <laughs> Now I'm gonna be like so disappointed, and not want to watch the show anymore too. So that's why I'm like, Ugh, I need to give it a you? shot, but I feel like I'm gonna be disappointed. And then I already heard the ending, so mm-hmm. it's like even more disappointing. It's like, I wonder what's gonna happen at the end. <laughs> oh, it's the journey though. It's so good. It's so worth the yeah. journey though. What I'll still tell buy you. You somebody... finish season one. I'll still buy you the case of beer. What I think, tell you I think somebody all... dies, but he also lives on in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I think the only part that I kind of want to see is when, like, Jon Snow, I think, fights the undead. Yeah, that is a really badass episode. That's that's pretty much all I really want to see. Seems so kind of like Lord of the Rings in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good comparison too. That's that particular scene is very Helm's Deep. Yeah. Or that uh, episode. Okay, so let's get into this next thing here, guys. Uh, there's another new Batman podcast coming. Uh, this is called Batman: The Audio Adventures. It will be a comedic. That means comedy audio mm-hmm. drama that's so weird being made by hbo max jeffrey wright the freaking legend is will be voice in the dark knight jeffrey wright for you guys who don't know he is um the guy from westworld that makes sense to you he's the one that has that that like makes the robots then mm-hmm. in westworld okay he's also from hunger games season two or episode two or movie two so um <laughs> really cool to see him in there he's also playing commissioner gordon and the new batman which is coming up uh, this is not the only Batman audio drama that's coming. We have Spotify that's making Batman Unburied. We announced that. We already talked about that back in uh, 2020. That's when it was announced. Uh, so my question for you guys here is, uh, who else could play Batman? Because now this is important. It's not like visuals. It's just that silky voice. Daniel, yeah. what do you got, man? Uh, uh, you guys got to laugh. But I was thinking uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm not going to laugh because that's a great choice. <laughs> I think I, I like his voice. And he has that. Like He's already been a good guy. I've seen him play as good guys and bad guys. And mm-hmm. uh, just like 
his tone of voice like i feel like he could play he could do a good uh, voiceover for batman and then um he's already been used in marvel but josh well his name is josh brolin yeah yeah yeah. i was thinking maybe he could be (laughs) yeah it's thanos and then he was he played in deadpool uh, oh yeah yeah he was, he's uh what is he cable and Deadpool? yeah yeah mm-hmm. cable he was cable so mm-hmm. i don't know i was thinking maybe those two could possibly play he has i never uh, thought about him for batman but even in like live action batman he would probably be a pretty good one huh That'd yeah be a good one. yeah and then with, with jeffrey d morgan i really love him of course and he plays batman's dad in batman in the newer batman movies um which in the flashpoint story does make him batman uh, that would be really cool one too to have his voice in there. He's just got such a distinct voice because I think that's part of it is that distinct voice. Just like when yeah. they have an actor, whenever they cast Superman, they always go with a no name actor. Whenever they cast a Batman, they always go for somebody famous because that person has to be hiding underneath the cowl for most of the time. So he wants something to pop out. Um, so yeah, I, I really like that Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jonathan, do you have any choices there? I do. You guys are probably gonna laugh at this one, but I love his very demanding voice, like you said, very iconic voice of Liam Neeson. He, it's I know so... he hasn't played this this specific kind of <laughs> but, character before, and he but has an accent. It's not American. But he he act yeah he acts with American voice sometimes too though. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I think I mean if, who says Batman doesn't have to uh, couldn't have an accent too? Well, but just and yeah. It, that that I have a specific set of skills thing is actually very mm-hmm. Batman. Not thinking yeah. about it. yeah yeah just that that strong demanding voice that'd be amazing. That is a good one. Hmm. Anybody else? Who, uh, no, nah, that's it for me. Who you got? Well, I'm a little disappointed because none of you guys said me. And I thought, you know, like, <clears throat> here we go. I'm Batman. That was for the people <laughs> of the podcast. You that's, guys heard how good that was. Damn, that's good. I, you should, you should I that available. Up. Save that. Save that as a, as a, what do you call it? Application. Robin, let's go. I mean, it's it's just, it's pretty great. It's pretty amazing. Oh, not even joking around. Will Arnett has that deep raspy voice. <laughs> Will Arnett has played that- Batman in the Lego movies. Oh, you're He's right. He's Lego that's Batman. It. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Which is true. a great Batman movie, by the way. If you guys have not seen that, that's actually a very good Batman movie. It's <laughs> yep. on, it's on my top list right there. Um, yeah, I it was hard because I really couldn't think of a name that I was like, yeah, but he's already played Batman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I really had a hard time with that one. But there's a lot of good ones there. Um, okay, so what about his villains? Do you have anybody that might be I just kind of kind of shock in this one real quick? Any DC villains that, or Batman villains you'd want to be uh, done in an audio form and who could play them? Daniel, you got any picks? Uh, yeah. So uh, going back to Jeffrey D. Morgan, I was thinking he could play uh, Two-Face also. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because he could kind of do that wild, act, wild, you know, yeah. personality too. Yeah, that's a good one. And then uh, I forget, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but it's Chloe Grace uh chloe grace morez she was in uh a superhero movie uh i swear i thought you were to say supernatural right there (laughs) i was like what's something else daniel damn it uh kick-ass she was uh the girl from kick-ass oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, i was thinking maybe she could play as harley quinn maybe Hmm. oh yeah yeah she would do really good as harley quinn actually that's a really good choice i like that one jolin you got anything Oh, yeah. So I know we talked about this a few days ago, but uh, if any of you all out there know Ethan Phillips, the actor that played Neelix in Star Trek Voyager. Amazing actor. Great character. But he is the only person I just watching an episode. It just like sparked in my head. 
his mannerisms, his characteristics and stuff like that. Ethan Phillips, in his portrayal of Neelix at least, could very well play Heath Ledger's version of Joker. Probably the only person out there, I think, could totally play Heath Ledger's Joker. It would take some work, I know. I don't think he has the range of Heath Ledger, unfortunately. But I think for that specific role, he would be well cast. So out of left field, that one. But I'm, I'm yeah. down to watch it for sure. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm buying tickets. Uh, for me, I want, I want, uh, I want Morgan Freeman to play Mister mm. Freeze. Ooh, Morgan Freeman, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, like and that. and Mister Freeze usually had a lot of people like a lot of times they'll cast him with an accent, but that deep voice of Morgan Freeman, like yeah. if he's talking with sorrow about his wife, like oh my god, because I actually want a sto- I want a movie like they did Joker about. Mr. Freeze, because his story is so freaking good. He's actually yeah. a guy who's trying to do good, but he's going all he's going about it all wrong. And so it's just like give somebody like Morgan Freeman that deep voice could really show like sorrow in it, that role, and then like flip and anger. Cause if you guys remember him from Wanted, he's actually the spoiler yeah. for Wanted, I guess. But he's actually the bad guy <laughs> in the end. Um, and he has that like kill these motherfuckers. Like he does it so fast that it's like, oh yes, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so I would like to see him as as Mr. Freeze. See, I was thinking uh, for Mr. Freeze, I was thinking uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> picture. Keep seeing his eyebrow, but I'm not actually hearing him say anything. <laughs> he commands that much power. He doesn't have to say anything. He just gives you that look and you freeze. Yeah. Just, I, we need him in the MCU. How has he not been in the MCU yet? He's one of those guys that's just like, I don't know. They got to give him something big. Maybe he could be Nova. He's such a badass. He needs to be in the MCU already. All right, uh, next up, we have a Wakanda series coming to Disney+. Plus. And after Ooh, WandaVision, I trust Disney on any Marvel TV series. I think they're, just, they're killing it. Take uh, my money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they signed Ryan Coogler, who's the one that directed the first Black Panther, uh, to a five-year deal. Coogler is currently working on Black Panther 2, and that's coming out in 2022. Fingers crossed, I swear. Um, the new deal is uh, with Ryan Coogler's production company, Proximity Media. So what I'm asking you guys is, what kind of series could we get set in Wakanda? Let's get creative with it, okay? What kind of thing do you guys want? I'm going to give you mine first. I'd like to see a, like a police drama in Wakanda. I got two different ones, so that's my first one. A police drama in Wakanda where we're seeing like poachers coming in and then like hunting down poachers and taking them out and stuff like that. Be about the guys that like run the rhinos, maybe. Maybe they're like the police force. Mm-hmm. And so that you have them going around and just like they're busting out those shields because those shields, like, like that cloak shield thing is awesome. So use that more and um, have them bring it like, like not a comedy, but kind of like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine where you have an ensemble cast. I think that would be a lot of fun in in Wakanda. My other suggestion, and this is the one that like, I mean, take my money now kind of thing. Um, (laughs) A Game of Thrones set in Wakanda. Because you have the multiple factions all wanting the throne. And sadly, the throne's shaky right now. So have it where you have the different families, different factions trying to gain the leadership of Wakanda and you have shifting alliances and stuff like that. And I, I don't think you want to taint Shuri because I, I, you kind of don't want to leave her. I think she's going to be the new Black Panther and everything like that. So, but still like, oh man, you have so many options right there. It's just so cool. And then you could get like really cool, unique factions that have like way different attire and and different like, because that one, like when you go, when when you, when they have, when the family escapes and then you have that big like, gorilla leaning over the mountain if you guys remember that scene mm-hmm. it just looks so unique and you could just make a bunch of those and i'm totally in and that could be and a high budget show you, you so can put cool. that all 50 or you know 80 years in the past too for when his dad well was a young boy <sighs> kind of thing 
How did you take a great idea and make it better, Jonathan? How'd that happen? Magic. So that's great. Where the technology's turned down just a little bit. Like they're still advanced, yeah. but the yeah. technology's barely, turned down a little bit. Barely learning how to use it. Like it's just an energy source. It's not quite Stark Damn. Tech yet. Actually, they could do it's the prequel bad. right before they decide to make found Wakanda too. Because there's that like in the beginning part of the first Black Panther movie, they talk about the founding of Wakanda where it was like this big war thing all the time. Boom. Man. That's good. Or like flashbacks, like the they're already divided in their factions and flashbacks to the war to show like how they developed into where they're at kind of thing. That'd be really good. Yeah. So, the saying, sister's Daniel? supposed to technically be become Black Panther, correct? We that's what they're hinting. Sure. But in the comic See, book, she has taken the mantle before. Uh, that's why I'm like, so I was thinking uh, that pretty much the story will be going off her that she decides to take over the throne after her brother passed away. And then uh, it's just like she's dealing with the other tribes and she's trying to she's just dealing with all the drama building. They're like kind of building her up, trying to make her stronger as a leader. And then like it builds her into a new movie. That's what I was kind of thinking. That's what I was kind of hoping for. So, you're, yeah, you're talking about a series that would sit there and, and actually like develop. Shiri yeah, develop taking the her. mantle. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's that's a solid one. It's kind of what we're getting with. WandaVision, because I think at the end of this, we're actually going to get the full Scarlet Witch. So it would be something like that. And I, yeah, I like that awesome. idea. You have something there. You have any ideas there, John? Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was kind of in the same mindset as you, uh, uh, action kind of cop drama thing, but I would love it to look and feel a lot more like uh, Crackdown, but in, in Wakanda, you know, because I imagine oh, yeah. the Black Panther isn't always there. And he's the only one that really has such a strong power amongst the people. Right, the regular, right. regular police, just like you're saying, have the shields and stuff like that. Um, but they have such a powerful technology. So imagine if, like, you know, he's off fighting with the Avengers or whatever, but they still need a, a presence to keep a balance in their society. So if they had, you know, a person who who takes takes advantage of his technology and makes himself a super soldier and tries to take over when he's gone, or you know, works to keep a balance between the different factions and um, you know, kind of plays a vigilante while yeah. Black Panther's out kind of thing or in his place. That's a good um, idea. You can have cool. like those ground level heroes that we get from like Daredevil and stuff like that, but set in Wakanda basically. Yeah, yeah. It's a good so, idea. Oh, be pretty cool. All right, you know what? I'm going to do it. I, we ever so often we do this. I'm going to do this too. I'm going to write these up and I'm going to send them over to Marvel and <laughs> Disney. Nice. That way we can get some residuals when they take one of these ideas because I know it's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. So uh, Coogler, you're welcome. All right, next up, Willem Dafoe was seen on the set of Spider-Man 3. This means that Green Goblin is back from the Tobey Maguire films. Here's my here's the tricky part, okay? He died in the first one, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because he's not around yeah. there in the second one. And in we that know universe. that... What's that? I said in that universe. In that universe, true. And we know that Doc Ock is coming around. So mm-hmm. we have Doc Ock from the second movie. Not only do we have multiverse then, we may have time travel involved because if they're pulling that Green Lantern out and the Doc Ock from the second movie out as Doc Ock, that's two different time periods. We might have time travel involved. What do you guys think? Is that what's going on? That's well, what I'm it, thinking. In each universe, outside. it could have, you know, they could have the same people in a different outcome in a different mm-hmm. universe, right? So it could be another universe where Spider-Man didn't come to be and, and uh, Green Goblin and Doc Ock work together to expand their, you know, companies or whatever are big and powerful or some some deal like that. So I think there's there's I chances there's an alternate reality. Like uh I think there's a Superman version where he didn't 
uh, land in Daly City or, you know, near Daly City, whatever. And uh, Oscorp became, not, not Oscorp. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyways, you talk about with the Red Sun where he lands in Russia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it could be something like that where, where they're big and powerful. And now, so I'm hoping, uh, not to jump ahead and stuff like that, but I'm hoping that uh, we get to see Spider-Man and the, the multiverse, not from, you know, he develops a technology to go through the multiverse and stuff like that, but he gets pulled in from, I, and also I didn't watch the movie, so don't hate me. Uh, the you most recent one. I know, the best Spider-Man movie yet. I know. Oh my God, guys. <laughs> Uh, but to not be the main Spider-Man would be kind of cool, right? Like if he is just one of the, you know, odd, not so significant Spider-Mans and, yeah. you know, the leader Spider-Man comes and pulls him in like, Hey, you know, we need you to come join us and fight so-and-so. And, you know, he's got like three, three other villains just came into his universe. So they all go together, uh, to, to fight yeah. him and pull him back through the portal, or whatever, back to wherever they're all fighting. But that'd be kind of cool not to be the, yeah. not following the main hero kind of thing. It's funny you bring that up. That's actually what Daniel was talking to me about. Is 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 our Spider Man not being the main Spider Man, right, Daniel? Yeah, pretty much. He wouldn't be the main Spider Man. That um, well, I had like some weird ideas. I was thinking, man, break it down. We're right here. So, is there any way that Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch could do like a time travel, like? go into the multi can can't scarlet witch do anything that could take you back no, i know she but, could create but doctor strange can take both of them back like like we've seen through endgame basically anybody could t- time travel as long as you have the right tools for it that can happen yeah uh, okay and it, it's impossible that they're they're doing this whole multi-universe so that they could bring back and make more movies of like the amazing spider-man or uh uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Do you I think it's possible that... I hope not. I don't want any more Amazing Spider-Mans, to be honest with you. You, d- you didn't did. like Amazing Spider-Man? I those actually were, enjoyed it. Those are garbage movies. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> back then, the standards were a lot lower, though, right? Uh, uh, there we go. Let's go with that. They're, they're back with, like I was, so, you know, we did, we did the audio book for Days of Future Past. We're, we're going to talk about that later on. Um, and then I watched the movie as well, because I was like, well, let me so I can compare it to the movie a lot and stuff. And just watching those old movies, like, man, I cannot wait for X-Men to be handled by Marvel because they do, they will do better than this. There's so many things where it's just like, that's some cheesy ass CGI right there. Um, it kind of reminds me of that. That's what Amazing Spider-Man reminds me of. But if you liked it, yeah, we could probably get more of it. Yeah. It's not like Garfield's working right now. So just give him something to but, do. So like right now, like I'm thinking, why are they going to get together to fight who? Yeah. Like, like John was saying, like, are they teaming up? Because two brilliant scientists created something in one of the the universes, and that's yeah, why it, they're doing it. It could be a threat that's bigger than because. So what's probably going to happen is we're going to get the formation of Sinister Six, right? That's what that's the idea, and and mm. that's why we've kind of been getting that tease <clears throat> since Homecoming, and so it has to be a threat that's so big that brings the ne- the need for multiple Spider Man. So we could have a Doctor Strange where he's seeing that that Spider Man's outnumbered and he helps out by bringing more people in or whatever happens. But the idea that like we have Green Lantern on set now from a different time, and Jonathan, you have a right point there, where he might not necessarily be the exact Green Lantern that we know and has died. He could be from another multiverse and just be playing Green Lantern again. I'm down for that. Willem Dafoe's excellent. But yeah, it, whomever is in charge, what comes out of this will be the Sinister Six. It just happens that our Spider-Man is 
in a world where a lot of Sinister Six is being set up already. So I do like the idea of Doctor Strange being the one that gets them all together. I don't really, I can't really think of another reason. No, in the MCU, another person that would be doing that, anyways. Ant Man can, but you know, it's just Ant Man. <laughs> it's not like and then with with uh, the current Spider Man, his situation, everybody knows who he is. So is yeah. he going to their world, or are they coming to his world? Like, what's going on? Like, are is everybody just after Peter Parker? Is that why he's trying to grab the other Spider Mans? Like, that's why I was like, hmm. There's so many possibilities. Right. Yeah, there, there could they they could do something along the lines of like, hey, here's Peter Parker standing on stage or on the camera, yeah. and then here comes the amazing Spider-Man. The yeah. one who's like, look, they're two different guys. Look, web slinger, you know, stuff like that to kind of really throw things off and and really mess them up. So that's that's up there too. Which there's we could go on on this forever, but now I'm also thinking like, so was Tobey Maguire, like, is he also in Peter in, in our Spider-Man's universe, just like walking around like, oh yeah, I'm just like a doctor now. <laughs> you know that's the yeah. thing and so if they're like let's do that ploy let's take off the spider-man oh look i'm not really you know tom holland but then like the guy that's a doctor in his office is like oh shit <laughs> everybody thinks i'm spider-man now something like that so well could, i don't know there's a lot of fun stuff i love multiverse well, stuff it's could always it a blast. be when um toby mcguire became venom like could they have used that part well, or could well, they be using yeah, when he gets to simon yeah 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 they you could think... use that part yeah but <laughs> i hope not but that could I, I be hope... I mean, I hope something. Yeah. I hope this movie is fucking good. I hope so. Also, it, is Spider Man still full? Is is it still owned by Sony? Is there still that tug of war between Sony and Marvel? There is. They're joint together on this. So that this might all lead to, sorry, this might all <laughs> lead to the joining of Venom and Tom Holland. Oh, we might get I that can't because wait. after this movie, that that partnership is done. Mm. Um, they might extend it, but currently, after this. Disney and Spock or Sony are not sharing Spider-Man anymore. I so cannot me, imagine it not getting extended though, because Spider-Man is way too important for the Marvel universe. To me, yeah. I would prefer that. I mean, it, it, movies would still have to go on because, like you're saying, it expands the Marvel universe so much. But I think this would be better played out in a series. Like, yeah, you could easily do like all these different DC series. You could easily cast and recast your Spider-Man character with whoever, whatever actor you want to play him as and bring in different versions with different actors. And it seems like an easy thing to do, like the Arrowverse kind of story mm-hmm. with the Spider-Man, you know, the multiverse. So I yeah. don't know. It seems like a, a good opportunity, missed opportunity. Yeah. We'll have to see. Either way, I'm excited for it. Uh, Tom Holland already said this is the most ambitious, uh, ambitious solo movie yet of any superhero. So that's, a, that's exciting to hear. A little worrisome. You guys got to be able to land it still. But it's exciting to hear. And I and I, I trust Marvel. They haven't really made a movie that I haven't liked. I mean, I like some more than others, but I think it's going to be pretty good. Next up, we have Stadia is closing their game studio. Google says they're going to be focusing on the streaming platform itself. Stadia has struggled to take off uh, with competing with the new consoles. You know, that came out last year. And then even before then, we have Microsoft xCloud and PlayStation Now that are doing very similar things. Um, unfortunately, the, the bad side effect of this really is that that's over 150 developers that are losing their job, including the head, uh, Jade Raymond, who recently joined the company back in 2019. Uh, He's best known for co-creating Assassin's Creed, really great uh, series. Well, a very successful series. There's some duds in there. Let's not admit. I'm looking at you, Unity. Um, But anyways, does this mean the end of Stadia? Like, Is this kind of just a sign of what's to come? Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think so. 
it's it's sad because uh, I remember when we first talked about Stadio when it was first in oh, development yeah. or about to be released, and it was like, man, this is groundbreaking. This is a revolutionary concept that you know you'd be able to play all the games you like just streaming them straight from from a console yeah. or from a TV from a small device. Like it was, yeah. yeah, it's just a whole new new thing. I think maybe it was just kind of ahead of its time and is jumping the shark. It's it's not uh, in track with the way everything is played now, and it was just too too much at once or something like that. It just it you know it might be it might be MySpace. You know, in five ten years there might be a new version by somebody else that comes out that just totally gets traction like Facebook did kind of thing. Uh, and this would have been just a, a teaser at the concept, or maybe it needs retooling and 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 redevelopment or something but well you bring uh, up a good point though with the mind myspace because that might be what this is remembered as as mm-hmm. a thing of the past that helped bring in the idea for the mm-hmm. future like if it wasn't for myspace people probably wouldn't have a thing to compare facebook to you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. oh yeah it's like myspace but it's like this because yeah. myspace turned like the fans from myspace moved over to facebook just like the rest of us did and and that might be the thing like oh yeah you know try out this new wampity look whatever it's like stadia but it does everything better yeah. And, and stuff like that. So this this yeah. might be the thing that marked a revolution. Yeah, maybe Stadia is missing. I didn't use it. Maybe it's missing in some big ways or something like that. So it might be like like uh, DVD Now and stuff like that. Redbox yeah. back in the day. Netflix was doing the same thing, mailing it straight to your door. But now Netflix is huge because they knew how to step forward into the next generation as well, which I don't. maybe Stadia is missing something big like that. But I, I, uh, Yeah, and I think the thing that Stadia is missing is the library. It's just not enough games on there to like play whatever you want. Um, they have added quite a bit. There are some solid games on there, you know, but it's just, it doesn't have, it's when it's competing against Microsoft, for example, Microsoft has a huge mm-hmm. library from three console yeah. generations and then some PC games. Fantastic library. PlayStation now, I mean, has more exclusives that people want to play than anything else. So it really has a lot of hard competition out there. And then there's some things like Streamlink and stuff like that that has basically every PC game you could want. So I think that was really behind behind them getting hit hard at the launch. Daniel, what do you think? Do you think this is the end of Stadia? And also, what could Google do to to change things and make Stadia survive? I definitely think it's pretty much it's done. Stadia's mm-hmm. done. Uh, there's too many too many competitors. Like you got Steam, you know, just like you said, Microsoft. But yeah. to change, honestly, I think they like pretty much invent something different. Uh, Streaming, if you don't have all the games that everybody wants to play, it's it's not going to draw people in. So maybe make a make like a a switch system like I've been sort of saying. Yeah, make a handheld nice 1080 or 1440 screen like, you know, make it better than NVIDIA. Don't make it like Android operating system. It would be very easy to adapt that for a console. Yeah, yeah, they definitely could do it. Um, And yeah, just actually put put time into it and put games into it you gotta yeah. get a lot of games to get people to try in but especially i mean streaming like i really i never got the steam i don't think i need one of those yeah seem like yeah yeah and, and another thing too that's hurting things right now especially here in the u.s there are some areas that just simply do not have fast enough internet for this so yeah. until that's a norm until everybody's on the same page with that which google's working hard actually on that um, until that's a norm, it will be really hard for everybody to be universally switched over to a streaming platform. Uh, that's why some things still have dumb disk trace because it's just how they have to play. And well, we'll have to see if that's going to change anytime soon. I don't think it will be. Well, it, hmm. 
Yeah, the whole internet thing is kind of hard too. Not having internet. If it came with internet itself, that's portable. That would come with the device, oh, just so you could stream it. Yes, if it has no cellular to... system kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wasn't that like uh, Elon Musk? Didn't he send up a bunch of satellites? Now he offers, or they offer some kind of satellite internet system to. Why? I know Google's Remote doing the places. balloons that do something similar to that. I know Google's uh, setting something up like that, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Elon Musk might have, it sounds something like up his alley, but yeah, I haven't I heard think, anything on that one. I'm, I'm sure, I think I saw a YouTube video of someone demonstrating a, it's a little remote satellite thing you set up like on your back porch or whatever, and it gives you huge, you know, a, a minimum 100 megabytes per second internet. Oh my God. And it takes nothing. It like tunes in <laughs> itself to find the satellites it's supposed to connect to. It's a little dish. You find that video again and you send it to me, okay? <laughs> Okay. I want to know. I'll find it. That's that's pretty amazing. That is pretty cool. Could you imagine that fast internet while you're camping? Cool. <laughs> Never mind. Oh my God, I'm so dumb. I said, imagine that internet while you're camping. The idea is to escape everything and not <laughs> yeah, sit yeah. there and be playing games all day while you're camping. Oh my God. I need to now get out of this house, guys. <laughs> Come on. You remember what fuck. we used to do when we were camping, playing on your original Xbox. <laughs> oh, oh man. The, we used to wear out those batteries on the Game Boy Advance when we were camping, man. Those yeah. good old days. <laughs> All right, uh, last bit of news that we're going to be talking about. Oh, no, we have one more after this, but it's a short one. Uh, the Blizzard Investors Call. So these Investors Calls have kind of become like small little Comic-Cons, but they have announcements and stuff like that. They're definitely leaning more on the business aspect of things. Uh, the Blizzard one, we have a few little tidbits we can take from it, so let's discuss these real quick. Uh, World of Warcraft has performed better in the uh, fourth quarter of 2020 than it has in decades. This is due to WoW Classic doing well, Shadowlands releasing and bringing back a lot of people after the lackluster BFA. And then we have uh, what they call high participation and value added services. This means your different services and, and in-shop uh, like mounts and stuff like that. Um, but WoW's been doing better than it has in a long time. Daniel, you're playing WoW. Do you feel like the population is stronger now than it has been in a long time? Uh, definitely. It's it's right now. Population is pretty huge. Like even my old server, Nuzul. Was mm -hmm. on uh oh, normal medium population. Oh wow, now that's it's huge like, for them. Yeah, when last expansion it was about medium. Oh, was now it? Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I was it like was it was low. Then it went to medium. Okay. I think people were like, kind of getting Pick ready. It up. Pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, now it's at high. Wow. It was a high last time I seen it. Okay. So it definitely, it definitely, uh, a lot of people are coming back to this game. And honestly, playing it, it's been amazing. Yeah, really good expansion so far. If oh, it yeah, wasn't for the fact that job. like circumstances made it to where I couldn't be mythic rating this expansion, this patch, I would be on it a lot more right now. It's it's just really well designed and beautiful worlds too. They yeah. did a good job with the service. Raid, with world, everything's so beautiful. The music. This is the first time I actually listened to the music. Really? It's oh, been, yeah. oh yeah, I usually just mute and just watch TV while I'm playing video games or something like that. But yeah. this is this expansion i've been listening to music and i've been having so much fun with classes i think everybody's just enjoying their classes yeah they've been really doing a good job with that uh okay so here's the next bit we have here uh they're talking about having world of warcraft on multiple devices or multiple platforms anyways uh this is coming out of the the mobile app team uh so could we get world of warcraft on consoles or on the phone dan i'm gonna go back to you on this one could you imagine playing World of Warcraft on your phone. Uh, phone. Uh, I mean, if you want to do like small things, like if you're just farming little things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see it. Like, let's say if I go to Disneyland or something like that. I'm at the hotel room. My like, oh, let me check my auction house or like auction just, housing for sure. Do, yeah. 
yeah doing some farming like you don't really need to do too much like be able to move and then just do a couple auto attacks if you get in a fire or whatever but i mean i could kind of see it on the phone definitely on console I, i've seen multiple mmos go to console and it, yeah. it still worked never, out never went to a good one yeah so here's here's a here's a little side thing then should the people who play on console be forced to be on a different server than those who play on pc Oh, actually, thinking didn't I? Because my thing is, those yeah. on the console. I mean, you're just gonna have an advantage over those on the PC. There's no, or I mean, I'm sorry, PC will have the advantage over console. Yeah, you have macros and everything like that. You can go much faster. Weak cores that you can install. I can't imagine PC not having an vast advantage over you. Doesn't mean you can't have fun on the consoles. It's actually just. It's funny that last, you know, expansion release they added in console support or um, controller support. Can't say words today, I guess. Uh, but. I think that they should be put on different servers just so that people don't feel like they're getting blown out of the water by somebody who has a mouse and keyboard. What do you think? Well, I mean, it depends. Like, I I, I feel like it, it, they should be able to choose what they do. Okay, let me put it this they way. Should... You queue for a dungeon and a tank joins okay. you, and that tank right. is on a controller. Do you trust them as much as another tank that's got keyboard and mouse? The answer should be no pretty fast. <laughs> I, I honestly, for me, it's like, I mean, people get really good at certain situations. I mean, like I'm with controller, I'm by this I like shooters are the same thing. Like there's people that smoke me and mouse and keyboard is supposed to dominate, but he just smoked me on a PlayStation 4 controller, which is sad. So <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't care. I mean, I already get shit lobbies anyways, shit dungeons. I just lost a key today anyways. So, um, I wouldn't care. I think I think they could. Damn, people that play on console could get better and then perform not as good as us because it's gonna take longer to hit abilities and yeah. stuff like that. But I think they could still get decent enough to play. As a WoW fan, as a WoW player, I would be upset. I would be very vocal about that too. But I think we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see what what comes of this. Yeah. It was an interesting comment that they made at towards the end of their presentation for WoW. Um, and and again, we're gonna know more later on here, just in this month actually. Uh, next thing up is Diablo Immortal, currently in regional testing. So um, that's the mobile game for Diablo, which kind of had a rough launch or rough announcement. But yeah, oh, so yeah. if it's and they're planning on it launching this year, which would be cool, I will definitely be playing it. I, I played it at BlizzCon and, and I enjoyed it. Uh, Diablo Four and Overwatch Two are likely coming in next year, twenty twenty two. This is because they said twenty twenty two will be a huge year for Blizzard. Um, so you know we'll have. We'll have a couple of patches that that like expansion patches that year, plus new games. Um, Jonathan, are you willing to play Overwatch right now? Or are you kind of? I know Squeaks is saying he's waiting. Are you waiting for Overwatch too? No, nah, every once in a while I get into Overwatch uh, just to kind of knock off the dust. I'm still not very good, but you know I need I want to keep getting practice at it and and stay fresh. Uh, I am excited for Overwatch too, but that doesn't mean I don't still like overwatch one you know it's still right. a good game so yeah i still like to play it every once in a while yeah uh, yeah I, i'm kind of at the point where i'm just like so frustrated that overwatch 2 is not out now out now that i get like oh, i don't want to play overwatch one i want to wait till the two but if it's not coming out until next year it's not like i'm not gonna play overwatch for a year that's just crazy so i might still play i'm just so excited for watch two because i think the pve content is gonna be revolutionary once people get their hands on it where like hey man let's all work together and play against or do a mission together. Like, that's just so fun. And you get to play these characters that you really like. So, yeah. we'll have to see. 
Uh, they also announced that they have multiple remaster projects in the work. Everybody's been rumored. Everybody's excited for the rumored Diablo 2 remaster. I myself never played Diablo 2. Daniel, have you played Diablo 2? I did play play it. Uh, didn't really get too far into it. Didn't get too Just, far. Okay. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's good. I know that there's a lot of fans that would return for it. It's it's a pretty big game. Um, and then they also said they're going to be hiring more developers for upcoming projects. They've they've recently laid off a lot of people in, in 2020, which that's reasonable. But even in 2029, uh, they actually in 2020 they closed on the front the France office something like that. So uh, hopefully they kind of bring back some of the developers there to laid off. That would probably be best not only for their PR but just just to be a good company. Um, we will be doing an all day live stream on the 19th and the 20th of this month during BlizzCon Online. Uh, that is the BlizzCon that we missed out in 2020. They pushed it back to an online event this month. So you guys, please join us. We will also be having reaction podcasts at the end of each day where we get together and we're like, did you see that announcement about the new whatever the heck's? So uh, join us. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, what announcements do you want to see out of just one pick, one your favorite that you want to see out of this year's BlizzCon? Daniel, you first. What? Uh are you what do you want them to announce? I'm hoping? Adam, yeah, for your hope. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Not that well, you, I, unless you know somebody at Blizzard that's oh, giving okay. you announcements early, <laughs> okay, drop that one. Sounding, I'll like, take that hoping. one from you if you've got it right now. <laughs> okay, so what I'm honestly hoping for is an actual world wow movie, a second movie. Oh, dude, you'd kill me if you got that. Oh, my God, yeah. Dude, good choice. I, I want to see another movie. The first movie was good. It was, it was, it wasn't too exciting. It was kind of boring, but it was building the whole story. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, I, it was a good effort. We'll give them that. It was at least a yeah, good effort. Yeah, it was really, I, yeah. I, I think they did a good job, but I know people weren't happy with the story because it was just like, it's boring in a way. Yeah. But I honestly, if they make a movie and just Wrath of the Lich King, boom. That's how sell. you nail it, dude. That's how you just get that, a slam dunk. Yeah, slam dunk. I, I want to see. I want to see that. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. It's a good one. Myself, I, it, it's pretty much a, a just an easy win. They're going to be announcing Burning Crusade Classic. I want them to announce Wrath Classic as well. If they announce both oh, at yeah. the same time, ooh, they got my money so freaking fast. They won't though. They're going to like push it, it they, so they could get money. They save it, but man, oh, I'd be so hyped. Oh uh, yeah. Are you going to play Burning Crusade Classic? I don't know. I, I know I will. It depends, because like, do you start all over again and level we level? No, they actually put out yeah. a a survey in early 2020 asking people which would you prefer, and then they were kind of like workshopping that. So they've been polling the actual yeah. fan base on which way they would want to go. Yeah, I kind of wish they could just like, just grab your old character, skin your character, and bring him. Yeah, make a copy. Yeah, that'd be cool. Jonathan, we gotta figure out your camera, dude. It keeps flashing green on us. Yeah, I don't know. I got some interference. So maybe it's just a cheap camera. <laughs> Probably is. Oh my god. Uh, right, but hey, I do. remember audibletrial.com backslash geekface. Let's upgrade that camera for Jonathan. <laughs> hey. uh, Jonathan, what do you I want do. out of BlizzCon? I was thinking, this is this probably sounds really dumb to you guys. I know Blizzard announced a while back that they're focusing more on the mobile, which pissed everybody off. Mm-hmm. I mean, real gamers don't care for mobile gaming, and mobile gamers don't know what gaming is. Um, but <laughs> but as you guys know, I don't have uh the time to dedicate you know four or six hours a day to play World of Warcraft anymore. Unfortunately, 
unless my wife leaves me and takes a new baby with her or something like that. That's probably not going to change soon. So um, what I was thinking would be kind of cool, one game I really liked a while back was Pokemon Go with the geocache uh, system oh, and yeah. everything, and you yeah, yeah, yeah. go to different locations. If Blizzard announced a World of Warcraft version of that with the you know geolocation yeah. stuff, and you have to go certain places, you know, do certain missions, collect so many whatevers and stuff like that, I would totally play that. Uh, can't do a full yeah. while where I got to spend, you know, six hours a day or something like that, but something like that would be kind of cool. That kind of sounds familiar. I think it might have been the pet battle system, but I would like that because then you like, hey, guys, we got to go to the Rayleigh's or the nearby grocery store. You know, that's less regional. Got to go to the nearby grocery store to pick up a quest. And yeah. then like, hey, guys, let's meet up at the theater. Let's do a dungeon together at the theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be, be cool really for- fun. It'd be cool if it's a standalone game, but it'd also be cool if your credits and stuff you get in the game help with WoW with your, you know, your full game. So, you know, know you tell all your, all your guildies like, Hey, you guys need to go get your potions before, you know, we raid tomorrow. So they all actually have to go to the nearby library. Oh crap. I need to get up. I need to get that spell. And I got to go to these three different, you know, parks to pick up the different ingredients and make my potions so I can have it ready for the raid tonight. That'd be kind of cool. I I have played. Okay. I'm not saying this out of school. I have played pretty Pretty intense versions of wow mm-hmm. the two kinds of things that don't meet up well is mythic raiders and going outside to do walking <laughs> those two don't meet up well they don't have the time for that <laughs> so i would love to see that hey if you got to be a mythic raider man you at least got to do a mile and a half i'm sorry that's just how it is <laughs> you will have revolt in the streets it won't right. work they're gonna oh, use man. gold pay pay jimmy's membership so jimmy goes and takes <laughs> their phone down to the down to the corner and back and forth Hey kid, oh, hop on your you bike, imagine. go to the park. <laughs> yeah, I pay fifteen dollars a while to while each month, and I pay another fifteen dollars to the neighborhood kid so they could do yeah. a couple blocks for me each day. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Uh, next thing here, the last bit we're gonna be talking about uh, news wise is GameStop shorts. They're gonna make two movies, two series for it. Uh, the only movie that we have some details on is the Netflix version. They're working on one that has Noah Centineo. I know I'm saying that wrong, but it sounds cool as the main character. Uh, the writer from The Hurt Locker, Mark Bowl, is expected to be the writer for this film. Uh, my question for you guys, and and this is, I think this is a, a no-brainer in my opinion, but they could mess us up. Do you think they'll be siding with the Reddit side or the hedge fund side? Jonathan, you you go first. I think I'm, I I don't really know, you know, the super deep details of how that all all went down. I just know what I heard on social media. Uh, but I would assume they would go with the Reddit side because from what I ser- heard, that's kind of the 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 people's side. You know, right. the, the guys on Reddit are the ones that are trying to, you know, get one over on the billionaires. And so I think if you're making a show or movie for the general population to enjoy, I mean, that would kind of be the way to go. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, you could make the movie about the other end and it would have to be about like, this group of reckless reckless kids that are trying to ruin the market and these people are trying to save the market from crashing. Like the Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing? Well, well, no, but that's the thing is the Wolf of Wall Street, I think, is closer... Well, I don't know, you know? It's tough because it would be a lot funner. Like, the kid that they hired, they, they got for this is a young guy. So it's mm-hmm. easy for him to portray, portray uh, a random Redditor that's, like, getting on board and stuff like that and kind of joining in the craze. Um, and and the, the smart move, in my opinion, is to... to decide it from the reddit side because then it is like the little man signal to the big guy but it's a netflix who is a big guy you know what i'm saying it's it, like these big corporations that are making these films I, yeah i mean i don't know it could go either way it's a lot of projects already in the work for something that's pretty simple and doesn't mm-hmm. have a satisfying end in my opinion like okay yeah you know 
What do you I think? Honestly, is, like, go ahead, John. Sorry. Well, is it going to be a documentary? Do you know, or is it just? It's a movie. A, a movie, okay. and then the series is going to be a series. One of the, yeah, I mean, one of these could be a documentary, but as far as we know, there are stories being told about the situation. Okay, because right. I know Netflix does a lot yeah. of like little docu series and, and quick documentaries. Yeah. They should be pretty good. I could Sorry, definitely see it like a documentary on this, but when I heard it was gonna be like a movie, I was just like, "Really, guys? It, it was big. It was huge. What yeah, happened? It was fun too. I am pretty much how Robin Hood screwed us all. But it, I can't see watching a movie about this. I mean, I just experienced it. So yeah, <laughs> no, no point of me going to watch a movie. The turnaround is real quick on this one. I mean, it is like right away. There's they're out there like, hey, let's make money on this. Yeah, well, there's probably I a lot of people that don't know the finer details. Like you know, I'm saying, it's, I don't really know understand how it all worked out. So hopefully, they kind of get into that too and explain. I mean, not you know how to deal in stocks and stuff like that, but how the people from Reddit were able to kind of manipulate it to get over on the other guys that were trying to abuse it kind of thing. But that's a really good thing too. There's just, let's think about the Robin hood app. John or Daniel just said that they screwed him over and they screwed me over too because they blocked me, blah, 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 the whole thing. They, they messed up a lot of people. And yet it was the tool that we were using to participate in, in the first place. If Netflix, and I don't know who owns what, but if Netflix has any shares or any part of Robin hood or Robin hood's parent company and vice versa, they may not want to make Robin Hood out to look like a bad guy in all this. And yet for a lot of the participators, Robin Hood, I mean, Robin Hood is facing lawsuits and stuff like that for their actions during the, the squeeze. So will they make that part look bad or good? You know, it's 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 amazing how the perception on this thing is. You're able to manipulate the perception either way on this one. And it's interesting. From our point of view, we're like, yeah, Robin Hood cheated us. And yeah, the hedge funds managers got hit. Good, good on both sides. But they might not want to miss necessarily throw Robin Hood under the bus, or yeah. or something like that. They're, we'll but have to see how it's taken. I think they could tell the whole. They could tell majority of the story without mentioning Robin Hood at all, because it's kind of a after the fact or a side side effect of what was going on. No matter who is investing or not investing, you know the hedge fund and the the Reddit guys all pushed the market up, kind of thing. So I think the Robin Hood was just kind of what we saw on the sidelines, right? Well, Robin Hood was definitely the app everybody was using. As like the majority, it was definitely the majority of the apps that were, everybody was using in, in trading on the Reddit side. And then when they stopped people, we saw the dip in the market. So it had a massive effect on the actual situation. Oh, okay. so they, but they could use a dummy name for everything. Like maybe they won't use Robinhood, but they, maybe they'll be like Sherwood. Oh, the or whatever, like <laughs> just some random name, you know. Yeah. Um, they could do that and play it safe. Right, and that John. way they don't get any libel lawsuits on their, their hands. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Anyways, we'll see how it goes, and I'm sure I'll watch all of them and be upset. <laughs> You're actually gonna watch them? Of course I am. This, look, this is like uh, this is like watching an Avengers movie, and like, oh yeah, I was in that diner that almost got hit by Thor's <laughs> hammer. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, guys, uh, let's go to the main event. Uh, we're celebrating Black History Month this month, which is fantastic. So cool to see all the different things that like. Uh, Wednesday Pool is, if you guys aren't following them, really cool podcast friends of ours. They're posting a, a different black superhero fun fact each day. It's been really cool reading those and stuff like that. Some characters I didn't know about because if you guys don't know, there's a shit ton of comic book characters out there. And I don't know about 98% of them apparently. So that's pretty cool. But we're going to be going over our top five favorite black superheroes. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go from we're going to go from five to one. And I know we, we kind of went over them a little bit beforehand to make sure that we're not all saying Black Panther number one. But um, so we're going to go from five to one. 
and and name them and then say why they're our favorites or what we like about them or kind of break them down for people who don't know who they are. Uh, Daniel, you're going to start us off, man. What is your number five for top five black superheroes? Uh, number five. Let me flip my page. Uh, I'm going to go with Storm. Nice. Storm. Uh, so, Storm, she's a badass mutant chick from pretty much the X-Men series. Uh, she's able to control weather and the atmosphere, which is uh, pretty cool. She... She's pretty much she's like second in command, right? In the X Men. When's yeah, when when Cyborg is not Cyborg. When Cyclops uh, is gone. Cyclops, yeah. Yeah, when Cyclops is gone, she's in charge, basically. It, yeah. There's a part um, of it, Days of Future Past, where yeah, she's in charge. I don't really have too much information, but pretty much she's just from X Men and she just helps and teaches other mutants and uh just protects pretty much everybody. She's but she really is a badass. Cool, yeah. Yeah, she is a badass character. I just love when her eyes like turn freaking, what is it, like white? White, white oh, like dude. almost like blue oh. electricity. Yeah, almost like lightning in <laughs> yeah. there. But she's so really awesome. cool. So let me chime now, in on that too then. I, I almost put her on my list. I didn't care for her Halle Berry portrayal in the oh, newer movies that we've seen. But yeah. in the comics, she's a big deal. She's really cool. Yeah. Um, one thing that was I was telling Frank earlier too is that I like how she, her, her powers seem very simple, right? I mean, she, she commands weather like she can make it cloudy and stuff but no she actually has such a mastery of her abilities um like in the the audiobook we're listening to she not only can like create weather but she kind of commands the environment and nature around her more than just like bringing in rain and and lightning uh like she can create like static coming from from the ground and stuff like that just from the you know bariatric pressure or whatever uh so it's it's kind of cool that she has i mean because she's like a level five she's up there with like magneto you know level yeah. and the, the phoenix i guess the higher highest level of uh powers in the x-men so she's a yeah very powerful uh x-men character i guess god i love the x-men so much after this audiobook that we're gonna i don't think we'll stream it today but we will we're gonna be recording it here in a little bit and then there'll be a youtube video for later on man that, that book got me so freaking hyped for more x-men i'm just uh i'm all x-men hyped out right now that was a good one that was a good one daniel just kick us off with a little storm uh, John, why don't you share your number five? All right, my number five. So I, I, of course, I don't want to stick to the, the classic list of everything that's been on on Marvel lately that everybody knows. I don't want to, you know, follow the bandwagon. Um, so I did a little research, digging around, trying to figure out like who do I not really know about. It's a little, uh, I don't know, underappreciated. So I found this this comic series called Moon Girl. Have you guys ever heard of Moon Girl? I haven't. No. Break it down. So she's she's pretty cool. She's a a, a young young black girl she's like i don't know probably seven or eight years old i i, I didn't read issues i've read reviews and, and stories about her um but she has the ability to um create portals into other dimensions and so uh, she a big part of her character she has this uh like they call it a devil dinosaur but she brings like a dinosaur from another dimension uh with her in you know in her world and he so is cool. with her but it's, it's she's uh she's also like a, a genius and she uh oh sorry that wasn't a natural power it was uh she created at like seven years old created technology to be able to open these portals into other dimensions and stuff oh, like wow. that so she's yeah she's it's like a super uh, advanced spider-man in that sense like he's the one that makes the web slingers she's like even better than that yeah a brilliant genius little girl that finds or develops technology to open portals and you know that's uses so cool. it to be a superhero so that's pretty cool so yeah check what was her, her name again so we uh moon girl moon girl check that out guys yeah. i'm gonna look into that that's cool moon girl okay and, is, and she, I, is she I, from newer or 
Or is she an old school uh, comic book character? Oh, you know, I don't know. I didn't look up. She, so she is Marvel. I didn't look up when when her issues when her comic was released. But uh, you will know more about her soon because they are making an animated series uh, about her soon. Yeah, it's in oh. in production. That's gonna be a good animated. That that leans itself well because you're know, a mm-hmm. seven year old learning technology. That leads itself well to an animated series. That's a good one. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. My number five. I've I've always it's it the team in general is really cool. Spectre, Jim Carrigan is his, is his like human name, but Spectre. Uh, so the the reason I love him so much is his origin story is so simple and badass. So he's this guy who is a police officer and he's part of the Justice Society, which is one of my favorite teams and superhero teams. So anyways, he's um he's a cop and like he's on his way home or whatever. And uh, he gets mugged by a bunch of uh, thugs and he's killed. Okay. So, I mean, story's done, right? No. <laughs> on his way up or on his way to the afterlife, a voice is, is how it's pitched, but it could be God. It could be whoever you think, you know, a voice tells him, I need you to go back and rid the world of evil. And so now, and he returns and now he's Spectre. He's like a spirit that is a superhero and his job is just to clean house. And he's so cool. He's part of the Justice Society, which the Justice Society, what I love is like the characters are not developed that well. So are not as deep as like, oh, Justice like, yeah, Batman, you know everything about Batman. But the Justice Society have really cool characters that all kind of have that turn of age, World War II. There's actually a new Justice Society movie coming up about World War II. Um, kind of era technology and stuff like that. And Spectre is one of those guys that's like, they're ace in the hole. Like he is so free. He's like Thor for the Avengers. You know what I'm talking about? When it's like, oh no, things are dire lightning strike. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, he's just so freaking badass. And, and, it, and he always looks really cool. He's kind of got a, kind of a simple but really cool outfit where it's like this hood and everything like that. He's really cool. Spectre's awesome. There's, and what's cool is in the comic books, there's a part where, um, oh, I've got, I got visual aids for a lot of these. Um, there's a part where uh, uh, Jim Kerrigan's like, okay, I've, I've done my duty and he goes, he goes up to heaven. And then the Spectre's loose for a bit, like just the spirit of Spectre's loose. And he's just like killing. He, he doesn't, he needs a human to kind of tell him like what level of sin is bad. Like, like it's like, oh, you stole candy. It's not like you need to die. But without the human in there, he kills people who steal candy. Like he just starts <laughs> killing people who commits any sin. Oh, it's just crazy. So I've got visual aids, guys. So this is Justice Society. Uh, he, it, he's actually not in this one particular, but it's my favorite cover. So Justice Society, check that out, guys. That's Spectre, really great character. All right, that, Daniel. Uh- Sorry, real quick. That whole story you told about Spectre makes me feel bad for Punisher. I imagine he's got to be looking at this guy's <laughs> stories like, come on, bro. Can you not bless me with some magic power too? Like, I'm over <laughs> here cleaning house for you and now I'm just going to burn in hell like because I wasn't approved on your, you know, A-list or something. Yeah. He's just great. got the power of guns. <laughs> yeah, right? Daniel, what's your number four, man? Uh, my number four is Luke Cage. Luke Cage. All right. Nice. He's on my list too. Uh, is he? Yeah, go go for it though. Break them down. Why is he there? Uh, uh, just that. So, I like just like the how do you say uh, super superhuman strength kind mm-hmm. of superheroes, and then he has unbreakable skin, so he can't really be killed. Um, yeah. Reason I like them too is uh, he always he teams up. Well, he teams up with like Jessica Jones. He actually dated Jessica Jones at one, mm-hmm. in one part. In, in the series, then, yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, he joins like Defenders, uh, Defender, yeah, the Defenders. TV show with the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty much a criminal that I can't remember if it was like an explosion or an experiment 
a failed experiment, experiment. and pretty it was much a prison gets, experiment. It was a prison experiment. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty much gets all these powers. And then uh, he's pretty much living in a, a really bad part of New York mm -hmm. and pretty much decides to fight crime to help people out. And uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much. I'm going to go to that uh, with you because he's, he's my number four as well. The, the Netflix series oh, did a really kick-ass job with him. I mean, yeah. I thought that was perfect casting. And um, my favorite parts of him in the comic books is always when it was with him and Iron Fist teamed up. They're both, it was like yeah. later in their careers, they both teamed up. Those two together is really cool. The Heroes for Hire and all this stuff. Um, he's also Power Man, is Luke Cage's, like superhero name is Power Man, but they eventually just go with Luke Cage. That's a, a 76 comic book of his. Um, really, really cool. And then what I liked is in the 90s, comic book-wise, I actually had a few of these ones, but this is his number one. They rebooted him again. That's Luke Cage from the 90s. Um, and they put him in Chicago, and he's a Chicago hero. And I, what I like about him is he's, like, so ground level. And I, sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, it's cool that Thor is fighting Galactus. And we have all these super big things, that, like the world's on the line. But it's also nice just to save the neighborhood or, you know, or something like that, you know, to defeat Kingpin and stuff. And Luke Cage, he's just a badass and everything. He's like an action hero and a superhero. So it's just really, really cool. I, I like him all around. And his, his like moral compass is always like, he's just an awesome guy. I just really like him all, all in general. John, who's your number four? Uh, my number four is Black Lightning. Nice. Um, I didn't know much about him, uh, what, a month ago, a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I just started watching watching the, the show on, is it CBS? CW. CW, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just started watching that while I'm like, you know, halfway through the, the series. Mm -hmm. Um. But he's really, really cool character. Like you're saying, you know, moral compass and all that stuff. Like he's he's the kind of hero that doesn't want to use his powers because he sees how much pain it causes, you know, in his family and you know in the world and stuff. But he's like, you know, I was given these powers. I need to, you know, use them for good, even if I have to sacrifice and I have to suffer in the process. There's a greater good out there that I have to fight for, kind of thing. Uh, he has amazing, I mean, electrical powers, and he's pretty bomb at using them. So. I I like to think of him because I know I know Daniel's got to have Static Shock somewhere on his list. I like to think of him as a grown up version, like older version of Static Shock. Yeah. Um, but he kind of you know he he works a little differently though. Uh, not so you know not so young, not so you know surfing on a metal disc kind of thing, but uh, a little more grounded. But yeah, very cool and powerful character. What I like about him, especially in the series, uh, the fact that he's like a principal and then he's also mm -hmm. like a dad. He's kind of like. Could you imagine if your principal was like, oh, yeah, I'm also like the local superhero. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just so funny to think of him from the perspective of the people around him and, yeah. uh, and how unique well, that is. And just, you know, and it's very realistic, too, because you got to think like these superheroes until you're in like a JLA or something that's that's well organized and somehow funded has Wayne money behind it. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not robbing banks. You're bringing yeah. the money back to the bank and saying, hey, you know, Joker still stole this here. Here it is. So, yeah, you got to be funded somehow. You just got to have a day job is what it is. You got to put your mask back on. Or, or you know, you know, take your mask off and sleep maybe an hour when you get home from from crime, and then go to work. And then after work, you go home, maybe take a quick nap and get get dressed, and then you go out and fight crime all night long. So, um, yeah, when you think about it, they they kind of do have to, for the most part, still maintain, especially the lower end. You know, heroes like like Daredevil is still a a lawyer, um, things like that. I mean, kind of you got to think about it practically. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good pick. That is a good pick. Uh. Daniel, why don't you give us your number three? Oh, sorry. Um, my number three will be uh, Blade. Blade. Oh, man, those Voice. movies are so good. 
Why is he your uh, favorite? Why is he your number three? Uh, because it's uh, well, Blade. He's pretty much a vampire hunter, and uh, he's also a vampire himself. Uh, his mother was Ben. Mm -hmm. uh when she he was uh and birth at birth or whatever yeah. and so he became a vampire hybrid yeah. human they walk and uh <laughs> so pretty much he's just a badass character that pretty much murders uh vampires that's why i fucking loved all his movies and yeah. uh i didn't really read the comic books but i i believe he he helps uh, a couple superheroes too don't know which ones. I know Squeaks Squeaks reads read a lot of his stuff. That and Spawn oh, dude. Um, are like his two favorites. Uh, yeah, man, that is a good. When's the last time you seen the movies? Because I haven't seen those in a bit. I need to rewatch those. I'm ready Probably for those to be remade. They like are remaking three, them. Yeah, they're doing that right now. Yeah, three years ago. But didn't they make a series? Didn't they make like a Blade series or something like that? But it no, wasn't. I don't think so. I the movie the reboot is a movie with uh, uh, Oh, Shit, I can never remember his name. He's really cool though. He's from Alita. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be good. It's really great casting. The movie was so cool. And it opened up like a whole new world of Marvel that I wasn't really familiar with. This whole vampire world and Morbius and all that stuff. I really didn't deal with those before. So it was cool seeing him through those eyes, through Blade's eyes. And I'm looking forward to the movie. That's good. Uh, let's go with my number three. Got more visual aids for these ones too. My number three is Steel. That's John Henry Irons. Um, okay, so let's get the let's get the elephant out of the room. If you guys remember the Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal '90s movie, that's the steal. So uh. when I was a kid, that movie was awesome, and I'm and I'm sure looking back now, it probably wouldn't be, but it was really awesome. But I actually liked him before then. I really liked him because of the reign of Superman's Superman storyline uh, that that he was in there for. So the reason I like him, so the reign of Superman story, if you guys aren't familiar, it's post Doomsday when Superman dies. And these four supermen pop up and are going to be like replacing him, you know. Um, and I, that's where I got into him. That's like that's my first like story arc that I got all the comic books for. And what I loved about about John Henry Irons is he was the like heart and soul. Like each of them had a different aspect, but whatever. But he was like the heart and soul of Superman. And it was just out there doing good and and, and stuff like that. And it's just he was just such a badass character. And he had a big old ha hammer. And I actually liked the tall tale, the John Henry Tom tale, where he's going against the machine and trying to, you know, do the tracks faster. Um, he had a big hammer, and he it's a big metal suit. He's all he's got a big metal suit that he made himself. So think of the the origin story of him is that he worked with Lex Luthor building weapons, felt guilty, and became his own superhero. And he's inspired by Superman, the man that Lex Luthor was trying to take out. And because he knows technology and inventions. He uses like his hammer when he sw swings around his hammer. He has thrusters on it, like from behind. It'll make him swing harder. Boom, you know, stuff like that. And he has thrusters everywhere. So he's like Superman, Iron Man, Batman rolled into one. Um, and a lot of John Henry. He's just a really cool character. And the I love that about Superman, like that heart and soul of him. And that's what John Henry cares for. Check out Superman, guys, whenever you can. This is the final, the reign of the Superman. Really good story from the 90s that follows the Doomsday storyline. And then there's my steal number three. I can never find one and two, but that's steal number three. But um, yeah, NBA Jam, add on the back. God, so old school. <laughs> for the, Now for the Sega Genesis. Anyways, so. Um, for those of you listening on the podcast, Frank's holding up comic books while he talks. <laughs> visual aids, guys. It's worth watching the stream for the visual aids factor. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm not cutting that out either. The podcast people know they're missing out. 
right? Just so you guys know. Jala, what's your number three? My number three is Spawn from Image Comics. I know. I wish nice. Quicks is here because he's oh a big God. Spawn fan too. He's he can show he's off much more right now. Yeah. All right. I'm sure he's more of a fan than I am, but um, I remember you having Spawn comic books when we were kids yep. and just wanted to see him because they're so like gnarly and stuff. But uh, also the movie from the '90s was really good. But I like that he has his his uh, power was from uh, from hell, right? I mean, from yeah, from the devil, from hell, um, yeah. But yeah, but he's using his his uh, powers. He's like he's uh, enslaved by them at some mm-hmm. point, right? But I think he's he, enslaved by the but yeah, but uh, dude, that cloak. What do you think about that cloak of his? Oh yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it. it I know the CGI cannot hold up from that '90s movie, it but does not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would love to see that redone. I mean, I can't imagine how how cool that would look. Jamie Fox uh, is working on it right now. That's Jamie oh, Fox man. is gonna be playing Spawn. Yeah, that'd be good. I hope. I mean, I hope he does it right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just a really cool character, really cool concept, and yeah, like you're saying, the cloak and like the the spikes and and in him that come out and all his tools and how he can change shape and all that. Just an awesome character. I love that movie. Wrapped around the bike in the movie. Remember that when it wrapped around his motorcycle, and just like made the motorcycle look like edgy and nineties and awesome. Yeah, he turned it into Snowpiercer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's true. Yeah, that's a good one. That movie scared the crap out of me when I was (laughs) a little kid. Like I'd watch (laughs) it, and it just scared the shit out of me that I couldn't even finish the movie because it was just so fucking scary. Oh, that's great. Uh, all right, let's move on to our number twos. Jan- Daniel, what's your number two? Uh, I might have to say uh, Black Panther. Black Panther, that's my number, number two as two. well. Is we it? Great uh, alike. You want to go first? All right. Black Panther, a.k.a. T'Challa. Um, T'Challa. This, so, Steel is my last one that like became my favorite because of his comic books. These two are my favorites because if we all know why. So, then my next two. Black Panther in the movies, I mean, it blew me away how good that was. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I know he's part of the Avengers. And I, and I remember, you know, he's I remember when he joined the Avengers was kind of like he was protecting Wakanda. And so he was trying to figure out what's going on. with It was he was trying to get the vibranium stuff. Um, but man, in the movies, it blew me away how good that was. And, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman, of course, just portrayed him so well. And he's got this thing that that like Doom has as well that I really, really appreciate is not only are they superheroes, but they're also leaders of their country. So he's protecting not just his people, like he's actually protecting his people and his country in a a big way. So it's kind of the opposite of what we're saying with like Luke Cage and stuff with their ground level heroes. These guys have to worry about an entire nation and their people. So that's really cool. And he comes with Wakanda. Wakanda is this new world that's so big. Matter of fact, speaking again about the audio book, I don't know if you remember this, Jonathan, at the end of the audio book for Days of Future Past, they're like, well, maybe Wakanda or Europe will send help. It was just kind of cool. Just like, oh, Wakanda. Yeah, a little nod, <laughs> yeah, that they know. Yeah. yeah. And then Wakanda was made from four of the nations, right? Four of the- uh, Four or five, I, yeah, yeah, multiple Because I think the fifth one is the, the faction that doesn't want to join them. They're older style, mm-hmm. older tech or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, from the mountains, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, but it's so good. You got any more on that, Daniel? I just, honestly, I, I didn't read the comic book but it was in some of the cartoons. So I'd see Black yeah. Panther throughout. Uh, but the movies were honestly beautiful. Like they're beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the technology that they used in it. Uh, just love the, uh, the, the, what are they? There weren't boars, like the dinosaurs. The, rhino. oh, the rhinos. The rhinos. Yeah. yeah. There were rhinos with 
like the like armor the and, and dinos <laughs> makes a rhino. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot no, what it was, right. but and Infinity Honestly, War like, too, when they had that big battle in Infinity War outside of Wakanda, that was really cool as well. Yeah. Um, Honestly, like they did a really good job. I didn't expect I didn't know Black Panther was that good of yeah. a story. It really turned me on to him as well. Yeah, it it made me more interested in check. I gotta check it out. Check out some of his books. Uh, get into yeah. a new storyline because man, that was something else. And I, in glancing, I mean, you know, I know about the Shuri thing, and I know about how him and Storm were together for a long time. You know, and it's these are things you know from just Marvel verse basically. But I haven't really read a lot of his books, and I need to because man, those movies just they shook me. They were so good. Because he was a, he was in I think uh, Static Shock, I believe. Oh, no. was he? No, they can't. No, be. no, 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 mind. In, no in mind. I'm thinking of, um, damn it. I already forgot his name. Ah, oh. ah. Oh. <laughs> Nobody else. Right. Somebody <laughs> else is aesthetic. John, fire away. All right. My number two is John Stewart's Green Lantern, or John Stewart good. as Green Lantern. So good. Uh, that's another one where I actually have a stack of the comics. I went to one of the one of the conventions I was at. I found some and I was like, oh, man, finally, <laughs> I'm going to buy them all. I, I bought uh, uh, like, I don't know, 13 or something like that, 14 of them. Uh, but it isn't the complete set. And I yeah. don't have the, like the first four, which kills yeah, me. Those so are I'm important. Like, those are important. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not going to start reading it until I get the full set of that series uh, or at least the first, you know, first ones of it to start it. Um, so I really haven't read. I've read it like probably six or seven issues of, of uh, his Green Lantern series. But uh, mainly it's because I love the the mid '90s JLA series that he was in. Uh, I know yeah. you and I were both big fans of that. Yep. Uh, so I didn't know much of the Hal Jordan Green Lantern because it was all you know John Stewart. At Which the time, sounds so. crazy, John. I'm gonna throw that out there real quick. I the know. fact that you didn't know much about Hal Jordan, but you're a big fan of Green Lantern, is just so funny. Right? Uh, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan of of John Stewart's Green Lantern. He's really good, and the the future project they got where it's it's a Green Lantern buddy cop uh, series coming up that the DC's working on and uh, HBO. Uh, it's going to have Hal Jordan and John as like buddy cops in space. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be really good. Let's head to our number ones. I'll kick us off with our number ones. Uh, mine is Spider-Man by Miles Morales. Okay. There's another one. It's not necessarily from the comic books. He came out in 2011 uh, in the comic book wise. Stan Lee's a big fan of his, which is like, that was kind of like really cool because you had Stan Lee, the guy who made Spider-Man, who was like, I love Miles Morales. Super cool. Um, I fell in love with them because of the game that came out, guys. I mean, like, the movie was really good. I love that movie. It's one of the best Spider-Man movies. Might be the best one. But if you guys haven't played the game yet, you gotta, gotta check it out because they do such a good job of getting into his personality. He's kind of like, he's the best, the, the parts that everybody loves about Spider-Man where he's a kid who's trying to figure out his powers and everything like that. It's amplified with Miles Morales. He's You're just wanting the best for him and he's just trying to figure out his way through this world really good they do a really good job of showing more especially in the game of showing like the life of people living in harlem and just like their you know everyday life family and stuff like that and it's just so cool um really a great character i fell in love with that spider-man and i cannot wait for them to try to bring him into the mcu and i don't know who owns the rights to him i don't know if it's sony or if it's marvel for for miles morales but if it's if it is just marvel they need to pull the trigger on this now um he's just his he's he's not as witty as like Peter Parker is. Peter Parker has that wittiness to him. He's always talking smack while he's doing stuff, but he's a lot more just like honest and and just out to be a good guy. 
and save his family and save his 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 people and uh, the people of New York and and just oh man, I, I, the the Miles Morales game got me hooked and I'm looking forward to more from him. And of course, the movie that you everybody should be watching too. Daniel, what's your number one, man? All right, my number one is uh, Static Shock. There it is. Uh, Ooh, it somewhere. Yeah, I I loved uh, Static Shock. He was one of my favorite superheroes when I was growing up. I think I watched every episode when I was younger. I wish I remembered every episode, but just remember like parts of it. Um, and I'm super excited for the uh, new updated Static Shock that's coming out. Can't yeah. wait to get the comic books. Uh, hopefully they they kind of go off the old old show with the same thing like school kid and everything. Uh, but anyways, pretty much. Uh, at that time in Static Shock, there's like this chemical gas was giving people certain powers and he ended up getting hit with it. And then all of a sudden he could create electricity. So mm-hmm. he decided to just be a superhero. And then he has a metal disc that's able to pretty much fly. He's able to fly with the metal disc. Yeah. Um, using electricity. Uh, and then uh, he also has a sidekick partner, his uh, his classmate, who also wanted to fight crime with him. He's like the scientist, so he made his own setup. He didn't. I don't yeah. think he got gassed, but it was just more he made technology to help fight crime with him. And uh, it was a really good superhero. That was uh, a fun series show. to watch too. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just like it's almost like a Spider Man. You know, he's going to school and then in a lot of ways, yeah, uh, fighting crime, but with electricity so yeah not only they're bringing bringing back the static comics but they're bringing back all of milestone comics so uh the one that almost made my list was icon from milestone um yeah really cool you guys make sure you keep an eye out we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about it when it comes out for sure um hardware is coming back and stuff like that so it'll be really cool blood syndicate um yeah my, all the milestones come back that's gonna be good that's a good one, Daniel. That's a good one. I knew it had to be on your list somewhere. And I was like, it's oh, yeah. got to be number it's, one. It's, and it's, it's got to be, be my number one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, what's your number one? All right. My number one, it's kind of hard because you guys already talked about him a lot. But my number one's Black Panther. Uh, nice. It, again, the, I know the comics were were great, I'm sure. But I didn't read any of the comics. I just really love the movie. <laughs> <Is> that movie, <laughs> man. It's just so good. Yeah. Um, and the character is great. Honestly, my favorite part of the movie, this is, this is kind of sad for him being my number one, but my favorite part is the technology that they make out of the vibranium. Yeah. How how good they portray that in the movie. How awesome yeah. it looks, um, and and all that. You know how how they utilize it and everything. Um, but his character is also amazing. Um, one of my favorite things is how he he uh, is breaking down barriers, breaking down walls. Uh, at the end of the movie, of course, he reaches out and wants to use their technology to help better the whole world instead of just taking care of themselves and and keeping it to themselves. Um, I like how he has to confront his own you know, dead father and say, no, you are wrong. You know, you shouldn't have tried to silence these people and, and hide what we have and keep it to ourselves and stuff like that. Uh, this needs so to be good. shared with the world to help bring us all up together kind of thing. So um, very, and like you said before, you know, very uh, uh, moral, morally driven. Uh, and like you said before, how he has to uh, fight, not just to, you know, keep his neighborhood safe or, you know, whatever, not let the local liquor store get robbed, but he is the leader and protector of all of Wakanda and, you know, reaches out to protect the rest of the world, you know, and exchange, you know, and uh, as well, I guess, uh, to keep their problems from 
coming to Wakanda. Uh, so yeah, yeah, just an awesome all around superhero. Great movie. I love how protective he is of Wakanda too. Yeah, it's like there could be a pretty big problem going on, but if it doesn't affect Wakanda or like if if it you know if it could put Wakanda into danger to get involved, no, I'm good. <laughs> he, he, I love that. Uh, his yeah. battles in Namor too are, are are pretty legendary as well, and that's something that. If 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 Chadwick was still with us, they would be going to next, I think, because uh, Namor and him, uh, I mean, you know, that would be so cool to see on on the big screen. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. That I, he was almost my number one. I just got done playing Miles Morales, so it was, <laughs> oh, it was yeah. hard. He's like he's like stuck in my head right now. He's so cool. Um, but and and it's a shame because it's like yeah, again, I I didn't read much of the comics of his uh, his comics, but that movie was so good. You know, that's yeah. hard. All right, guys, that is it for us this week from Geek Freaks. We appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, again, check out audibletrial.com backslash geekfreaks if you want to support the show. We do appreciate it. Um, we are upgrading things bit by bit, and uh, that always helps. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Y'all take it easy and have a good week. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.